Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Healing in the Name podcast. My name is Pastor Jacob Sandholm, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Community Church of Davis County right here in Bloomfield, Iowa. What a blessed day it is. What a blessed week it is. I am so happy that you guys have decided to log on today and to join me this week for another episode. And I hope all of you who are tuning in had a very Merry Christmas. I I hope that you were able to make it to your destination safe. And I hope you were able to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ the way that he deserves to be celebrated and praised. I'm excited to be with you guys again. This is the last episode of 2023. Can you believe that? We made it to the end of 2023, so congratulations to all of you. We made it, and we're going to be going over some important things to think about as the year wraps up and as a new year begins next week. But as always, I want to give you guys a reminder that if you have any situations, any biblical questions, or if you have a question on whether or not you can be healed spiritually in this way or that way, I invite you to email. Um, email healing in the name podcast at gmail.com. I will look at them. I log into that email every single morning to make sure I don't miss anything. So make sure you log in and interact with this podcast. That would be fantastic. So today we're going to start off with some prayer and then we're going to go over some resolutions. Okay. We're going to go over the whole idea of New Year's resolutions and the big important ones that I believe we should try to keep. But before we do anything else, may we pray to our God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, glorious God, thank you so much for this day to have this podcast. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to have this podcast go out so people from all over the world can listen to it if they so choose. And Lord, I pray that they do choose. And God, I ask for this podcast to reach the masses and for people to feel healing and for your word and your truth to go into the hearts and minds of your children, Lord, but believers and non-believers. And God, that we might be able to feel your presence today more than ever before. Lord, allow our hearts to be focused on you. Allow our minds to be focused on you. And may our souls and our spirits rest on you today. And Lord, may you speak through me over this next 30 minutes. May it be your words and not my own. Thank you so much, Lord. Be glorified. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. All right. So New Year's resolutions. I got to tell you, every year I make some. A lot of the times they're kind of really basic ones. When I was growing up by made a New Year's resolution to follow one team in basketball because growing up, I loved the NBA so much that I liked so many players, it was hard for me to pick one team. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I picked a very basic one, a, a simple one, and I broke it. <laughs> but, you know, that's one that if you break it, so what? You know, who who really cares? Some other New Year's resolutions that maybe you all have tried or you all have done before might be... I'm looking at some popular ones right now. Eating healthier foods, like more fruits and vegetables, being on a diet. That's probably the number one New Year's resolution we hear. And it's probably the number one New Year's resolution we tell ourselves because 
It's right after Christmas, right after Thanksgiving. We're good. We could actually diet. But then the Super Bowl comes. Oh, yeah. And then Easter comes. And so we, a lot of the times we say this one, but so many people break it. We can't stick with it. A couple of other ones here that I have said to be very popular, improve finances, um, be, become better with your money, save more money, become smarter with your money, improve your mental health, taking more self-care and taking care of yourself more in the new year, getting more exercise by playing sports or going for walks. That is a big one that a lot of people break as well. Uh, there's, a, there's one here being nicer to your brother or your sister, being nicer to your family, or spending more time drawing or reading. So there are multiple different New Year's resolutions that we tell ourselves or that we say to our friends, we say to our family that we want to keep. But all those that I said right there, the probability and the odds of us actually keeping these resolutions are very, very low. And what unfortunately might be even lower are the resolutions we make to God. I hear the basic ones every single year, whether it's from youth or even from adults. I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to go to church more. I'm going to get more involved in church more. I'm going to do more mission work. And more often than not, now I've seen people actually stick to them. I have. But just like other resolutions, I see these resolutions being broken as well. Thus is the reason why I titled this episode today, Broken Resolutions, because we're going to dive deep into what resolutions are good, why we break them, and how we can keep our resolutions. Find some certain ways that we can keep the secular ones that we want to keep for ourselves, as well as the most important ones, which is to God and for God. So first and foremost, why do we put these resolutions on ourselves? It's a lot of stress. It can be. It's more work. We are making ourselves do something that realistically our minds don't really want to do. But let me read to you some scriptural evidence that tell us why we as humans tend to do this, or why we, I guess, should want to do this. Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 22, Paul says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. So I'm going to stop right there. Okay, if we read this scripture and we don't even think about God in this process, like many people don't, right, when they're doing their resolutions, throughout our whole lives, we've been taught in school, we've been taught by our friends and family and the media that we should have a new attitude. We should put off our formal way of life. We've been eating too much. We should not eat as much. We should calm down more. We should be more at peace. And we can start this new year with a new attitude to, to have our minds be renewed, right? That's why we do New Year's resolutions. It's to better ourselves. That's why we put these resolutions on ourselves. It's to better ourselves, to become in better shape, to become better mentally, to become better people, whatever the case is. That's why we do it, to become better. Now, I believe everything comes from scripture. The golden rule in school, including this, everything, it comes from the Bible. And so I want to continue this, reread it. I'm going to finish it. Okay. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, 
to be made new in the attitude of your minds. Now, verse 24, and to put on the new self, which was created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So why do we want to better ourselves? Whether you want to say it or not, or believe it or not, we as people want to better ourselves because we are called to be like God in true righteousness, which means to live in true holiness, to live a holy life. We were made to be these people that could reside with God. Unfortunately, because of the serpent and because of sin and all these bad things, we fall flat. But that's why we want to better ourselves. It all came from Scripture. It all came from the very beginning when God created you. He created you with that work ethic. He created you with the will to want to live and the will to want to be better at what you're doing. Now, in terms of the most important resolutions, obviously they come from God as well. And I mentioned them, the ones that we hear all the time but are very rarely ever kept. For example, someone says, I want to read the Bible more. Beautiful. That should definitely be a resolution for all of us. All of us. We can never read enough of the Scripture because the Scripture is how we communicate and how we learn and listen to God. But what does the author of Hebrews tell us in verse 1? Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. We should want to learn more about the Bible instead of the elementary truths that we hear all the time. So I believe this is a great resolution for us to have, right? To read more scripture, to read the Bible more. That's fantastic. But unfortunately, we don't do it. And another one that we hear Paul saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Again, one that we need to take care of. I want to better my body. I want to I feel better. I want to be in better shape. That's biblical as well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. These are fantastic resolutions. But again, I'm going to say it for the hundredth time, we break them all the time. We break them. Whether it's the resolutions you have for yourself or the resolutions you have for you and God, we break them. We fail. And why is that? Well, I want to go, first of all, to the book of wisdom, which is the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, the son of David, and he lists very many wise sayings. It's why it's called the book of wisdom. And let's see what it says here in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32. Again, this is us trying to figure out why we fail these resolutions so much, okay? Because I'm with you guys. <laughs> these resolutions, whether they're big or small ones, they're so easy to fail. Why do we? Why do our spirits allow us to fail? In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32, this is the NIV version. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Okay, so for the waywardness of the simple will kill them. Those who, who don't care as much, those who are, are super laid back, they could have those resolutions and they could not. All right. They go every which way. They go with the flow. And so it's, it's not going to be easy for them to keep their resolutions. It's just not going to be. And the complacency of fools. This is what I struggle with, guys. Laziness, complacency. After January 1 hits, you hit the gym for a week. You eat right for a week. But then 
you're tempted to watch a NFL playoff game. You're tempted to watch a bowl game. You're tempted to sit down and relax with your family with all these snacks and goodies. And it's so nice to just sit down and do nothing. Let's be honest with ourselves. Complacency is evil because it's so tempting to do that and not do anything else for yourself or for God. And so it says the complacency of fools will destroy them. Complacency is what kills and destroys a lot of resolutions. And not only that, but complacency kills and ruins a lot of Christians as well. Now, another verse from Proverbs I want to look at is Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. Lazy hands make for poverty. Meaning, the more lazy you are, the more you are on your couch, the more you're telling yourself and making up excuses as to why you can't keep your resolutions, why you don't want to go to the gym, why you don't want to eat right, why you don't want to pray, why you have no time to read the Bible, whatever it is, they make for poverty. The more lazy you are, the more poor you're going to be. Poor in money, poor in joy, poor in happiness, poor in spiritual wealth and prosperity. You're going to be poor. If you're lazy, you're not going to get anything from it. That verse continues, but diligent hands bring wealth. So we see what we need to do, <laughs> right? We understand that we need to get up and not be so lazy. But the problem is with our resolutions as well as with our faith, it's true what Jesus says to the church in Sardis in Revelation chapter 3. This is how we are today. Or excuse me, the church in Laodicea, my bad. Revelation chapter 3, starting with verse 15. Jesus says to the church, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Guys, this is it right here. It sounds simple, and that's because it is. <laughs> How bad do you want your resolution? You see, the problem is we make these resolutions on December 31st and we don't really think about it. We don't really care if we fail them or not. We don't really want it bad enough. How bad do you want to look better? Are you willing to give up the foods that you love? The greasy bad foods? How bad do you want to know God? Are you willing to read the Bible every single day and give up doing whatever else you were doing in that spare time? See, the big problem is we don't want it bad enough. We are lukewarm with our resolutions. Some days we really want it, and then the next day we don't. I'm going to be vulnerable and honest with you guys. A long time ago, this was about a year and a half ago, I decided, it wasn't in January, it was actually June 1st, the first day, I decided to go to the gym, work out every single day, eat better, eat right, and I lost 50 pounds. <laughs> I lost 50 pounds in, a, in less than a year. And I felt so good. I felt so confident. I, so, I felt so great. But then after the year and a half, or excuse me, a little over a year, however long it was, it was around my birthday of last year. I decided, is it worth it? I decided I don't want it. And then I started telling my friends, telling my family members when I'm eating more than I should, I said, oh, this is a lifetime goal. I'll get to my goal eventually. But then one thing led to another and I eventually gained all my weight back, almost. <laughs> and that hurts to hear. 
But I'm telling you this because you're not alone in breaking your resolutions to yourself or to God. And I always told myself that scripture, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, for my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I wanted to, to build my temple up to be strong and to look good for, for him. But I've kind of stopped maintaining that temple. And it is a goal of mine to get back to it. I want to get back to it. But how bad do I want it? Do I really want it bad enough? See, the reason why I gave up is because I didn't want it bad enough. I was lukewarm about it. And I say all of these things as we talk about resolutions and the reason why we're failing so much. I say all of this to ask you, why do you think we're failing as a Christian society? Why do you think we're failing as followers of Christ, some of us? It's because we keep falling into those same silly sins that we kept falling into last year, last month, last week. We need to ask ourselves, how bad do we want Jesus? How bad do we want heaven? Do you really want it? Are you willing to give up everything for God? Are you willing to jump in head first, go all into your faith and believe in Christ? The problem is a lot of us are like this church in Laodicea. We're lukewarm. We'll go to church and we'll say, yeah, we love it. We love church. We love Jesus. We love God so much. And then we'll go home and we'll watch bad things. We'll listen to bad things. We'll be mean to our spouse. We'll be mean to people in the community. We refuse to help. We become complacent. You don't really want it. You just want the reputation of being a Christian. And guys, this is what I want to encourage us to change in 2024. There's been too many fake Christians out there. Way too many fake Christians. People who are trying to help the church who don't even have a relationship with God. It's not going to work. People who are trying to lead people in this world, but they don't have a relationship with God. It's not going to work. You're going to lead them astray. The most important part of my life has been getting closer to God, praying every morning when I wake up, praying before bed every night, praying every day, multiple times, talking to him because I need him. I crave God. But even still, there are moments, there are some days where I don't give him near as much time in my day. And then I think to myself, man, if Jesus comes tomorrow, is this really what I want to be doing? So with that in mind, how can we keep our resolutions? How can we keep our resolutions? Let's go back to the more of, more of the secular field here for a second. Just a few tips here. Six tips I found online at verywellmind.com tips to keep your new year's resolutions these are psychological strategies that can help you stick to your goals so these might help you i'm going to go through them pretty fast first one is be realistic and be specific you know for me if my resolution was hey next year i'm going to make two million dollars well come on <laughs> how realistic really is that with my situation and with everything else going on probably not very so be realistic Set a goal. You know, I know I can lose 40 to 50 pounds in a year. So maybe that could be my goal again this year. I know that's realistic because I've seen it happen. I've seen it be attainable. Number two, stick to picking just one. Now, this is where we can waver a little bit. You can either focus on your body or you can focus on your mind. But let me tell you, usually when you focus on one and you do something well, it, it changes everything about you. When I was working out, my body was getting better. My mentality, my mental health was so much better because 
I had that time of solitude. I was working out. I was releasing things that weren't being released before. Um, it felt good. In terms of spiritual stuff, when you pray more, or I should say when you read scripture more, you'll want to talk to God more because God's talking to you. When you pray more, you're going to want to read scripture more because if you're talking to God and not hearing anything, well, <laughs> it's because you're not reading his word. And so you can focus on one, but watch everything else around you change as you focus on that one thing. Number three, write out a detailed plan. It works for a lot of people to actually write it out. Put it on your fridge, put it on your bathroom mirror, whatever you got to do, write out a plan. The, the fourth one, try new goals each year. This year, I got better physically. This next year, I'm really going to focus on doing new self-care tricks and, and mental things. I'm going to you know, draw more. I'm going to spend more time with friends, whatever the case is. Reach out. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. The fifth one, ask for support from loved ones. Accountability is huge in keeping a New Year's resolution and in staying firm in your faith. We need to have accountability partners. I love it when Sarah calls me out. I thought you were going to work out today. It makes me mad. I don't want to hear it, but I need to hear it. I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at myself that I didn't do it, right? We need to, be, we need to have people accountable. I had a friend in high school, my best friend, still one of my best friends. He always said how it was. As much as I wanted him to, to coddle me and make me feel good, nope. <laughs> he told me exactly how it was and what needed to be said and what needed to be done, and I loved that. I needed that support. And the last one, try a journal. Get a journal specifically for resolutions and write out how you did in your resolution that day, that month, as you progress through the year. And so I believe those are some good tips to keeping our resolutions. However, I would be upset with myself if we didn't go over the most important resolutions. Actually, there's one very important resolution. I believe it is the most important resolution for all of us as we go into 2024. As I was speaking on, we have to be willing to want it. If you want something, go get it. <laughs> if you want something, go and get it. We can't just keep sitting on our couches hoping and praying one day it'll come, but we don't do anything about it. If we as a church, meaning the people universal, if you as a follower of Christ want to get closer to Jesus, want to feel his presence more, want to make a bigger impact, you know what you have to do? Luke chapter 9, verse 23, hear what Jesus says. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Right there, guys, the most important resolution of 2024. Deny yourself. Stop caring so much about yourself and focus on God, focus on others. Take up your cross. Be willing to sacrifice your life for the people you love and for God every single day. Be willing to sacrifice your time and, the, and your laziness, the watching TV and everything else to better yourself and follow him. If you want 2024 to look a little bit different, follow him. That's Like I said just a little bit ago, you do one thing and watch everything happen around you. Follow God and watch everything happen around you. You might get some things that are hard, some sufferings that might happen because when you follow God, the devil's really upset with you. But the glory and the good things far outweigh those bad things. So again, deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow Christ Jesus. 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So you want better finances. You want a better body. You want better relationships with your loved ones, with your friends. You want to be more outgoing. You want a better mental state. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow him. Seek him first. And watch all of these things be given to you. I mean, it's simple. <laughs> Follow Christ. And I have one more scripture for you guys today. It's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. One of the smallest verses in the Bible. Pray continually. Very important resolution. That kind of ties in with Luke chapter 9, 23. Pray. We see so many bad things happening in this world. And people say, my thoughts and my prayers are with you, but we don't actually pray. Guys, in 2024, let's seek him first. Let's pray to God for our friends and family members, for this world, for our country. Let's deny ourselves. Let's take up our cross daily. Let's sacrifice what we have for him. And let's follow him. Friends, let's follow Jesus to the promised land. No matter what happens in 2024, the worst of the worst things could happen in this world. I don't care what they are. You name it. If we have God on our side and we follow him, we're going to be okay. And that is the most dangerous resolution to give up on and to break. If you start January 1st, reading your scripture, praying, following God, I want to encourage you not to break it. Because remember, lazy hands lead to poverty, but diligent hands lead to wealth. Keep working. You have to want it. You have to put in the work. But when you put in the work, you will see the results. And your spiritual life will, will be such a beautiful thing to see and to witness. And so, New Year's resolutions. What are yours? Will you keep them? Will you follow Jesus in 2024? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, glorious God, thank you so much for this opportunity to come to you in this time of worship through podcasting. Lord, I pray that your words were spoken and God, not my own. And Lord, I pray that even though I'm not a perfect person, I, I don't speak perfectly. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not above anyone else. Lord, I pray that you will use me as your vessel and as your mouthpiece. And God, I pray that people will hear the voice that, that came from you today and that they will choose their resolutions wisely and they will ask themselves and they will better themselves on whether or not they want it and how bad they want it. Lord, in terms of you, I ask that you give us a heart of strength and courage that in 2024, we want you more than anything else. And we will chase after you. We will thirst after you. We will seek you first, Lord, and watch everything else fall into place. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everything. And I pray that you're not only glorified through this podcast, but that you're glorified in everything I do and in everything we do. Lord, be with us. Thank you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me today on another episode of Healing in the Name podcast. This is it. 2023 is about behind us and a new year is upon us. Choose Jesus first. Follow him first and watch the wealth of his presence pour out onto you and your loved ones in 2024. Let's make this the year of Jesus. Let's follow him with all of our hearts. Thank you guys again for joining me and we'll see you 
in 2024 for the first episode of the new year. God bless all of you. Again, this was Healing in the Name podcast. My name is Pastor Jacob Sandholm, and it was brought to you by Christ Community Church of Davis County. Be blessed, and may he be glorified. See you guys later. Bye-bye.